Gospel Message God's House, God's Temple John chapter 2 from verses 13 to 17 reads, The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons, and the money changers sitting there. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and oxen. And he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold pigeons, take these things away and do not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples then remembered that it was written, zeal for your house will consume me. We understand from this passage that Jesus was incensed by the people's use of the temple that was designated for worshiping and honoring his father as a marketplace or a den of thieves, as he called it. The things the people allowed into the temple had no place in the temple. Elsewhere, those things may have been acceptable, but in the temple of his father, these activities were horrendous. That is why he was overtaken by zeal to honor his father's house. And he made a whip of cords and proceeded to violently chase those deplorable things out of the temple. So we understand in this passage that the house was actually a structure. However, in the same John chapter 2, verses 17 through 19 reads, Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. We also read in 1 Corinthians 6.19, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? 1 Corinthians 3.16-17, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. If we, the born-again Christians, those who are the rebuilt temple, a.k.a. those who have new life in Christ, and we now know by virtue of that, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and no longer our own, why then do we still allow the things that do not belong in the temple of the Lord to dwell in us? 2 Corinthians 6, 15 to 16 says, And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So if this is what we are, the temples, the houses that house the living, active, moving spirit of the living God, why do we allow 
things in our temples that don't belong there? Why do we allow pride, fear, wrath, envy, jealousy, unforgiveness, malice, resentment, emulations, which means envious competitiveness, revelings, which means the tendency to overindulge in anything. We allow a contentious spirit, haughtiness, self-centeredness, rudeness, selfishness. We allow in consideration a lying spirit, an unsympathetic spirit. We allow unkindness, impatience, intolerance, and a host of other spirits, emotions, and states of the heart that turn our temples into a den of thieves. There is no way that the Holy Spirit will live side by side with any of the things that I just mentioned. We have to choose who is going to stay. Because if we say we are born again, if we say individually, I am a new creation, all things have passed away, all things have become new. If I now say that the person that I am, the vessel that I am, the temple that I am, the house of God that I am, is for the Lord to dwell in, then I cannot let any of those things that I just mentioned dwell in me. I have to choose who is going to stay. And if we choose the Holy Spirit or the life of Christ, then the Spirit of Christ will drive out all things that are not meant to be in his Father's temple. And we have to let him. No matter how attached we have become to those things, if we belong to God, if we have now made ourselves vessels and temples of Christ, then we have to allow Christ to get our houses in order. The love of God, the zeal of Christ, will not allow those things to remain in the temple who has dedicated himself or herself to God. So the question is this, are we his temple? Are you his temple? Have we truly dedicated our lives, our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our thoughts, our present, our future, our plans, our dreams, our aspirations, our eternity to God? Because if the answer is yes, then we have to surrender our temples to Jesus, who will, by every means necessary, drive out everything that makes our temples a den of thieves, that makes our houses a place of merchandise. If we have surrendered our lives to Christ, if we have surrendered our houses to Christ, then Christ will clean house. 
and we cannot hold on while he's driving the things out. We can't say, Lord, not that. I need that. That is important to me. I've had this ever since I was growing up. This is according to my culture. This is according to my beliefs. This is according to my understanding. We cannot hold on to the things that Christ purposes to sweep out of his father's house. It is no longer our house. So we cannot furnish this house. We cannot say what is going to stay. Everything that Christ says must leave, must leave. And we must surrender to the process. We must surrender to the cleansing. We must surrender to the breaking because it is no longer my house. It is now God's house. And if it is God's house, he will see to it that his house is kept, preserved for him. The spirit of Christ yet lives and his zeal is for his father's house. And if we surrender the keeping of our houses to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we have to trust and allow him to clean our houses and furnish it himself. And he will furnish this house with that which glorifies the father. Therefore, if we are truly the house of God, if we are truly the temple of the Holy Spirit, then brothers and sisters, we have to start to fervently pray, violently pray for the Lord to come in with his whip and drive everything out that is not of him. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We cannot say, oh, but I thought that was good or I thought that was right. The spirit of Christ is living. The Holy Spirit is living and it has one purpose and that is to do the will of the Father. So if we are going to surrender our lives to him, then we have to surrender our lives to him and allow him to tell us what stays and goes. Allow him to do the cleaning. Allow him to do the rearranging. And he will prepare us to receive and inhabit his life. He will prepare us to be vessels of honor for his glory. Because the surrendering of our lives to him means just that. I am no longer living for myself. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this life that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave his life for me. So brethren, let us pray. Let us ask him, say, Lord, I don't know what I have left in here, but I am pretty certain I have left many things in here. I have allowed many things to be in your temple and I, either by ignorance, either by stubbornness or either by weakness, I have allowed your house to become a house of merchandise. I have allowed your temple to become a den of thieves. We have to make this confession, brethren, because not making this confession would mean that we are perfect and we are doing everything right. But yet, we are not the ones who are supposed to be doing it. It is Christ who does 
the cleaning. And he takes us along with him during the process of the cleaning. And he will reveal to us because he's not going to do it in secret. We need to be made aware of those things that we have either brought in or allowed to stay in his house that have turned his house into a house of merchandise and have turned his house into a den of thieves. We have to be made aware and he will make us aware. And that being made aware is not always going to be pleasant. It's not always going to be easy. But if we want him, if we want him to dwell in us and live in us, then we have to allow him to do that which the father has purposed him to do. And that is to save us. The cleansing of our temples is the saving of our lives is the guaranteeing of our eternity. It is the making us to be useful vessels in his house. It is making us to be useful workers in his vineyard. If this is what we want, then this is what we have to allow Christ to do. We are God's temple. We are God's house. Therefore, we have to let his spirit clean his house. And then his spirit will now empower us to keep that house clean. We can't forget that the house is for the spirit to dwell in. So he will dwell in us, bringing us along, guiding every footstep, every thought process, every decision, Every action, every reaction, every utterance, everything is now guided by the Holy Spirit. So if it is your will, if it is my will to be God's house and God's temple, then let us allow Christ take his whip and clean our houses and clean our temples for his glory's sake. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.